Hello, I'm Patrick Cronin, Senior Director of the Asia-Pacific Program at the Center for New American Security. I'm here today with Michi Shita-san, uh, who is a great expert on Japan's national security policy and uh, currently visiting this year at the Woodrow Wilson Center. Um, he is here to help us think through an alliance perspective on an issue that is of top concern here in Washington, D.C., which is how does the United States and ally uh, of Japan and other allies and partners cope with military modernization that in effect blunts the power projection capabilities of the US and, and allies and partners. This is sometimes reduced to the idea of uh, an anti-axis area denial challenge. So um, let's turn now to a Japanese perspective on the A2AD problem and what it poses for uh, Japan. Uh, in terms especially of China's A2AD military modernization capabilities. Michi-san. Yeah, it, really, when we think about this issue, uh, we have to think about uh, Chinese uh, strategic objectives. And I think there are two main uh, strategic objectives in strengthening uh, its uh, A2AD capabilities. One is uh, uh, Taiwan. Uh, because uh, the Chinese uh, government stated uh, policies that if uh, Taiwan goes independent or something like that, uh, China would be willing to use force. So we have to, or the Chinese government would uh, try to fend off uh, the intervention of uh, U.S. Uh, uh, United States uh, in the uh, cross-Taiwan um, contingencies. And uh, second uh, scenario, a strategic objective China seems to have is to kind of um, uh, enhance and expand uh, its uh, sphere of influence uh, in the Asia-Pacific region. And this is, uh, I would say, a long-term and more broadly defined objectives, uh, political rather than uh, just military. And uh, so we have to think about both uh, scenarios in addressing this issue. Well, and that raises an important point because the fact that a lot of the objectives are not directly military suggests that technology alone is not the answer. So I wonder if you can help address the issue of what are some of the non-technological ways to blunt this kind of strategy. And then let's talk about defense systems because this is what is uh, on the table for decision makers right now, what kind of systems do they invest in for the next 20 years or more that could stay ahead of the curve on these military modernization programs that China's pouring lots of money into? Well, I mean, let me start with uh, basics. Uh, China is uh, actually during the Cold War, the Soviet Union uh, used to have more or less the same kind of uh, uh, strategy of fending off uh, the penetration of um, uh, its defense lines by U.S. striking force, uh, uh, primarily by, uh, with uh, um, aircraft carrier battle groups. And China uh, has been, as the Soviet Union did during the Cold War, uh, spending a lot of resources uh, on submarines, uh, attack submarines, uh, surface ships uh, with a large number of uh, anti-ship uh, missiles and uh, long-range uh, bombers. And uh, plus, uh, another thing that or other things, other things that the China is uh, developing, um, unlike the Soviet Union, is the uh, uh, development of uh, anti-ship ballistic missiles, uh, which didn't exist during the Cold War. And uh, in the uh, recent military parade in Beijing, 
China uh, for the first time uh, officially uh, you know, talked about uh, development of such systems and showed them. And uh, so this is uh, one thing that we have to be uh, really concerned about. And also another thing is China is uh, uh, developing uh, stealth bombers. Uh, we don't know the range exactly and how capable, um, how stealthy this supposedly stealth, uh, stealthy bomber is uh, going to be, but uh, we have to uh, look out for these systems. And in addition to uh, you know, military uh, responding to this uh, development, we have to uh, think about uh, political and uh, diplomatic ways of uh, uh, responding to the uh, Chinese uh, strategy. And I think uh, one of the most important uh, elements is uh, uh, diplomatic coordination among the countries uh, in the region, such as uh, Japan, Australia, Southeast, Southeast Asian countries, and India. Uh, in, uh, just recently, the U.S. Navy conducted the freedom of navigation uh, operation in the South China Sea uh, to kind of um, uh, deal with the Chinese uh, maritime, uh, very idiosyncratic maritime uh, uh, claims. And uh, it was the allied or friend, the response of the, the regional countries varied uh, depending on their closeness to China or their political relationships that they have with uh, with China, uh, but uh, you know uh, most of the countries at least are supported um, or you know I didn't say no to what the United States do. And uh, some of the countries didn't speak up, uh, but uh, they I would say actually supported the operation. So this kind of uh, you know combination of uh, military uh, response and uh, a diplomatic response was very important. When you think about the fact that responses to China's anti-access air denial capabilities can be positive or negative, so if there's a freedom of navigation operation, maybe China uses this diplomatically to try to dampen the receptivity to America's presence in the region. Uh, if Japan were to sail into the South China Sea on patrols, there might be a diplomatic offensive from China to alienate China or Japan from the region. Um, similarly with systems, with high technology, where you're buying aircraft carriers and China's buying missiles that are less uh, expensive, uh, it's, it's very difficult to um, get ahead of the curve on, on China's capability. So what are the kinds of systems in particular that uh, Japan might be thinking about to further modernize what is already a modern self-defense force capability, especially in the maritime and air domain. And um, what do you think China's response is going to be to those capabilities? I don't think there is a good one um, system which can cancel out the um, development of uh, Chinese uh, um, military capabilities, unfortunately. So it's going to be a combination of uh, different, because uh, for example, in case of Japan, uh, we have um, the Japanese government have a cumulative uh, uh, debt, government debt of uh, more than 200% of uh, Japanese gross domestic product. And unfortunately, uh, unlike the Soviet Union, Chinese economy is pretty efficient, right? And uh, so if we um, kind of uh, decide to uh, compete with China head on, we might lose. Uh, so we have to be really uh, um, 
think about creative ways of uh, dealing with China with em employing all available means rather than finding out a kind of new, um, uh, you know, kind of a panacea uh, kind of system. So I think what's important is, uh, is certainly uh, Japan is uh, have a certain key capabilities such as ballistic missile defense systems and uh, uh, you know uh, marit uh, mine sweeping uh, capabilities. These are you know kind of uh, BMD system is kind of new, but uh, mine sweeping capabilities are kind of, uh, very traditional, but traditional but still important. So we have to combine uh, different elements of our strategies and also. Um, although in the past uh, 10 years, uh, Japanese defense expenditure has actually started to decline, and the U.S. Uh, ex defense expenditure has started to, uh, to decline, uh, while the China, uh, Chinese defense expenditure has uh, increased more uh, by 100, more than 170 uh, percent. So we have to. It's critical for us to kind of uh, bring in um, new partners uh, such as uh, Australia, South Korea, uh, Southeast Asian countries, namely, uh, particularly uh, countries like the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia, and also India uh, to our uh, coordinated effort uh, to um, ba maintain balance of power in the Asia-Pacific region. Well, building up a network of partners throughout the Indo-Pacific region is exactly the idea of this project. And uh, it's an open question as to how effective and how quickly the capacity of some of these partners can grow. So uh, what are the possibilities for Japan contributing to partners like Vietnam or the Philippines, uh, countries that have a long uh, way to go to police even their own their own maritime borders or air borders? Well, that's uh, exactly what the Japanese government is trying to do, is to enhance our um, ability and also uh, kind of upgrade our effort uh, on capacity building uh, of these countries. And as a part of this effort, uh, the Japanese government decided to make it possible uh, for the Japanese Official Development Aid Assistance, ODA, uh, to be provided to foreign uh, military organizations. And also the government, Japanese government have already made uh, um, decisions uh, to provide uh, patrol boats to the Philippines and, uh, and Vietnam. So, um, you know, it's been, the ODA has been a um, flagship of a Japanese uh, foreign policy uh, for a long time. And uh, now it's, we can, uh, are willing, uh, we are willing Japan is willing to uh, use this tool uh, as a part of a, a security strategy. So it's a big change, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, positive co um, results uh, coming out of this. And just one final short question, Michi-san. Uh, you're a longtime student of the U.S.-Japan alliance, and you can think about the machinery and the cooperation for strategy and potentially operations together. What do you think are the next steps that need to be taken to ensure uh, unity of purpose and action on the part of Japan and the United States? Yeah, paradoxically, what I think is important is to understand the differences <laughs> and the disagreements that we have um, between us. Uh, because, for example, uh, there seems to be a slightly different levels of commitment uh, to the defense of uh, the Senkaku Islands, which are disputed between Japan and um, China. 
uh, the United States certainly support Japan on this issue, but uh, is not necessarily willing uh, to uh, commit too much to this issue because you know the U.S. Does want, doesn't want to put itself in between Japan and and uh, China in a confrontational manner. So. Um, and also, uh, we have to, you know, that we have a different commitment levels uh, in the on the issues in the uh, South China Sea. The U.S. was uh, willing to conduct this uh, freedom of navigation operations there, but uh, I don't know whether Japan is uh, prepared to do the same. So we have to sit together and uh, talk about uh, both uh, the areas uh, where we can cooperate more effectively but also uh, areas where we have a disagreement and uh, find out how to overcome them. On that note, you've given us a lot to think about. Thank you so much. Thank you.